Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is going to be Chanae Obumake. Good to see you, girl. It's been a minute. Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith. I'm Molly Karam. Clearly not with the party on the West Coast. Out here solo dolo. But S.A., you know who's about to stop by, mix things up a little bit. I'm going to have some company. Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia in studio with your girl. We'll be chatting with them. So looking forward to that. How are we feeling, guys? Feeling great. I'm feeling great. You good? I'm you great. Good? I'm great. I, mean, I like the place. I like you see, the you place. see this, Molly? You know Molly. Molly. Yeah. Sorry, my hair's in my face. Yeah. Memo. Yeah. Emails. Text message. Yeah, you look good. You look clean. You look clean. No, no, no. It was actually was he was actually talking about you and how you didn't get it. Yeah, but yes. The, but the point, but the bigger Clearly, point. Clearly, purple is, rain but, over but, here. But, but you know what? She she got enough. She got enough time and energy to text this morning about the whole Mollywood thing. You know what I'm saying? Text this morning, like <laughs> six o'clock in the morning, text messages and stuff like that. This yeah. is what Molly does. You know, mm-hmm. so she lives in hey. her own world. We all just we just, we just here. It's called Mollywood. Um, <laughs> Shannon, first of yes. all, the suit's yes. phenomenal. Second of Thank all, Chanae, it's so good to see you. And third of all, clearly I did miss the memo because you guys look fabulous <laughs> like you're ready for Easter Sunday. I mean, you guys yes. got your pastels out. You're ready, ready for spring. For how good we, we have look. fully transitioned from better. winter. Yes. It is officially springtime. And I'm seeing it right now. Molly kept talking over because she don't want somebody saying, you know, that all the compliments supposed to go to her. But that's a, yeah. Rightfully so, go, though. Go, she holds go, it down for go. you guys every she morning. She She's the best. She's the greatest. She yeah. I, I mean, go. really in sync, really in sync. All right, it's a little bit of a struggle must morning, but I'm about to get some caffeine in my system and turn this around right now. Wild last night, fellas, were you watching? And ladies, Jalen Brunson excels in a controversial Knicks win, putting up 35 points, dishing 12 assists. The Knicks beat the Pistons by two points at home in a game which they were favored by 11 and a half points, according to ESPN Bet. The game ended in controversy as an apparent Dante Vincenzo foul on Osar Thompson with roughly eight seconds left in the game was not called. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've we've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game and the guy dove into Asar's legs and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big time game like that, and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game, and that was not fair. I'm done. Monty fired up, and that's uncharacteristic of him. Upon post-game review, we determined that Thompson gets to the ball first and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball, James Williams said. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's Dante 
DiVincenzo. Okay, Stephen A, let's get to the crux of it. Does the NBA have a referee problem? I think they do. Um, first of all, Monty Williams is 1,000% correct, and I'm a Knicks fan. We all know that. I'm yeah. just happy they won, <laughs> but not like that. I mean, that was a mugging right there. Dante DiVincenzo clearly dove right in to Saw Thompson's legs. There is no question that that should have been called. That no call was egregious. And Monty Williams, I want to say this to the NBA, don't find this man. He does not deserve a fine for, you know, the outburst or what you want to call an outburst, which is an outburst according to his standards because Monty Williams is usually very composed. That was an egregious missed call, an egregious no call. There is no excuse for it whatsoever. And then I think here's what it comes down to. First of all, we got to say this, Janae and Shannon, NBA officiating the last two-minute reports, it's a waste of time. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. I mean, all you're going to do is ignore. Well, you know, I mean, we, we, we missed it. But do you change the outcome? No. No, no you're not going to do anything. So if you're not going to, all you're doing is acknowledging that you made You're making mistake. it worse, Steve. Yes. Actually, actually, that's all yes. you're doing, okay? And, and, and me personally, I wouldn't mind an additional official being added that never, that, that never extends past half court. Somebody that watched the back end of the action, that's number one. Number two, instant replay. I think we have that for a reason. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Can't, can't, can't we look at that and say, excuse me, Let's go to the videotape. Clearly, this is what the situation was. If you could do it post-game, why can't you do it during the game? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hear about that. I mean, you know, you, you ran out of timeouts or you, you ran out of challenges. I don't want to hear that. Something that egregious, that egregious, that miss, you coming out after the game and, 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 and expressing your mea culpa means absolutely positively nothing. And that's the biggest reason why there's an officiating problem. It's not that you don't have great officials. It's not that you don't have officials that don't know what they're doing. But too many times there's a miss. And in the age of technology, Shannon and Shanae, when there's you there, again, the two-minute report. Again, instant replay. Again, supposed to be professional officials. Again, the league office with the heavy hand down upon the officials. There are too many layers where something like this being missed mm -hmm. is inexcusable. So I completely agree with Monty Williams on his outburst. He is absolutely right. And I definitely believe there's a referee problem, but it's not just because of the referee. It's because of the heavy hand of the league office really, really putting their foot down about certain things. And unfortunately, you got some of these referees out there that are tighter than the players. They're, playing, they're, they're, they're officiating is tighter than some of the players are playing. That's all I got to say. Sorry, I was distracted when you said Mia Culpa because I just watched that movie. I don't know, I don't know if you guys saw it on Netflix. <laughs> I did not yet. I did not yet. Un unfortunately, on the court, we saw a missed opportunity on Netflix. It was another missed opportunity. Gotcha. Even though, salute the Queen Kelly Rowland, okay? Okay. But I agree. I definitely agree because 99% of the time, I don't like to hate on the refs because they take the short end of the stick most of the time, right? Right. But the truth of the matter is what we have seen is a lack of consistency in end of games. So the NBA does have a problem end of games. And the irony is that the New York Knicks, they've been a part of this over the course of the season twice. Yeah. And if you, like, we're seeing... But they benefited two weeks ago against the Rockets. Correct. Yeah. And in that Rockets game, you see that end of game situation where Jalen Brunson gets called for a foul versus right. Aaron Holiday, and that did not work to Rockets their benefit, guys. right? But they did protest the outcome and did anything change, guys? No. No, look at the play right here. Yeah. Like, that was called as a foul when really it was nothing there. It was just some verticality, right? True. Now we fast forward two weeks, and Knicks are again in the garden trying to come back, and literally Asar Thompson is, is tackled. Yes. Like, tackled in front of everyone to see. Yes. And the inability to have a consistent, uh, you know, idea from the refs. Are we going to call fouls at the end of games? Because we all know as hoopers, myself included, like, 
typically we feel like, okay, they may not call it, so you've really got to finish the shot. Right. But the NBA has gone out of its way to say that we are going to call fouls. Right. Right. So much so that they're giving us challenges now where we can argue those, which another point is we have to preserve our challenges at all costs. I think if this is the way that the NBA is going, using those challenges, sometimes it's like, okay, the argument is like, hey, don't, like, sometimes you go home with the challenge, right. use it in the first half. No, you have to save it for the end of games because situations like this, that seems like the only save for referees and ability. But what if you use the challenge, you get the call right, you get to keep the challenge? That, might be, that might be a suggestion. Yes. I think the worst thing that happened was when they added the two-minute report because everybody's like, well, that was a foul. Well, no, that wasn't. And then all of a sudden they put the two-minute report in, Stephen A., and then they came out, that was a foul. How does that change? What good is a protest if it doesn't change anything? Yeah. I thought that's what protest was supposed to do, bring about change. Right. Well, if I'm protesting and I get no change, what the hell am I protesting for? Right. Yes. And then Gucci, come on, James Williams, that's one that looks like Gucci Man, I think. <laughs> I think that's what it looks like Gucci Man. Come on, bro. You, you, you got – You've got to get this right. Detroit, the Detroit Pistons are struggling for every scratching and claw. They're eight and forty-nine, Stephen A. They say we got one dead to right. We're up a bucket. Guess what? We're about to get this five, possibly go up three. Now they're gonna have to do something heroic to get back in the game. Yes, they have a, an official problem, but they, they also have is a technology problem because we replay it over and over and over, and the for fans, us, the for fans. Us, yeah. right. and the fans see it over, and they get <laughs> madder and madder and madder. And here's the thing: you say in Houston, yeah. now people are saying, "Well, see, that was a makeup call. Yes. They blew the one in Houston. Yep. Now they get, now they get this. That's what they're saying. They're that, not that, that coordinated. But the, I know not, not, we don't but, agree with but it, but the they, fans, that's what they're saying. But the fans, you already know it's scripted. We already know who <laughs> gonna win. We already know who gonna win the NBA Finals. Blah blah blah. But that's not the case. But guys, Adam Silver, you got to get this right. You've got to get it right for the simple reason. The fans have got to believe what they're seeing is on the up and up. Because if you don't, they're going to think they're getting professional Well, not wrestling. just that. Let's keep this in mind as well. One of the reasons you see such, you know, just such stickling tendencies when it comes to the officiating is because of the advent of, of gaming sports betting. Yes. I mean, that's what's going on. And so we, we, there's, there's an elevated level of sensitivity in terms of getting it right and certainly not compromising the integrity of the game. Messed up my parlor. There we go. <laughs> but here's the problem. You're right. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that when you get it wrong, despite technology, when you get it wrong, despite Despite, you know, what you see it before our very eyes, now that becomes even more problematic because there's less of an excuse today than it was back in the day to have these calls missed. Stephen A., but we didn't need technology. The human eye can see he ran the yes, man over. Yeah. I don't need replay. It's so egregious, and I get it. Late in games, you know, the ticky-tack stuff, they're going to let it go. Right. But when the foul is so egregious and it happens in play, it's not like they're, they're, uh, there's, a hump, there's a pile, but they're in the back, about to be backcourt, and the guy runs the guy over. Ran I don't over. need technology. That was, that was your sport. That was football right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we saw. We saw. We Come saw. on. That's what we saw. You got to get that tackle. right. You got to get that, that was right. KC versus San Francisco. That wasn't the Knicks versus Detroit. That's what we saw last night. <laughs> they got to get no it right. No doubt about it. All right. Go ahead, Molly. Rain. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to your sport now. Is that cool? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, 
The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. All right. Despite a chaotic finish to last season in Mile High, you don't know which one he is I was talking to. Russell Wilson says he hopes to spend the rest of his career with the Broncos, Shannon's former team. Wilson, who was benched for the final two games last season despite being told to sit down, says he still hopes to make amends in Denver. Listen up, guys. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. I want to win more Super Bowls there. You know, I, I love the city and everything else. But, you know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. We bring in our quarterback, Tim Hasselbeck. Tim, fantastic to see you. It has been a minute. Thank you so much for joining us. But I'm going to start with Shannon here because this Mm -hmm. is his old stomping grounds. Uh, Shay, will Russell Wilson be a starter next season in the NFL? What's the deal here? Look, obviously we know the teams, uh, Stephen A. and Tim, that has starting quarterbacks that he's not a viable option, like the Kansas City, the Cincinnati's, the uh, the Chargers, and things of that nature. But are you telling me that they're not – Ten, at least 10 teams that Russell isn't currently better, the Steelers. Yes. Are you trying to tell me he's not better than what you have right now? Of course. I, it's hard for me to believe that yeah. the Raiders, is he not better than what's in, what's in uh, uh, Las Vegas right now? So I believe he can, and look, even if he's not a starter, he's probably an injury away from being a starter on a lot of teams that maybe has a good quarterback. Mm. Look, I don't believe Russ is going to be back. Uh, I don't think he and, and Sean Payton ever meshed. I think he came, uh, Sean Payton came in and heard some of the things that were going on in Denver, and he held that against him. Because you know a lot of times you say, okay, you get a clean state slate, Stephen A. You know, you get a new ball. So whatever they may have heard about us, we get a clean slate. I don't believe I don't believe Sean Payton ever gave Russ that clean slate, and it kind of and he maybe he rubbed some people the wrong way. Right. But I don't believe Russ is going to be in that be in Denver next year. And no the way. biggest win that the Broncos have had since they last won the Super Bowl, you asked the man to take a pay cut, and you thought he was going to be okay with that. You could have asked him at the beginning of the season. You could have asked him at any other point other than when you asked him. But you asked him after the biggest win since they last won the Super Bowl. They beat Kansas City. They beat Kansas City. 
and you ask the man, do you know how hard it is that Russ had, I don't think Russ at that point, had ever lost a road game mm -hmm. in the AFC West. So Denver did something that no other team had done up until that point. And then you ask him to take a pay cut and thought he was going to be okay with that. I do believe he'll be a starter uh, uh, next season because I believe there are some teams. I don't know what the, uh, uh, the Falcons are going to do. Maybe the Falcons make a trade for Justin Fields. Maybe they go get a quarterback in the draft. I don't know. But I think he's better than what they have in Atlanta right now. No question. There's no question in my mind he's better than what they have in Atlanta. So I do believe he'll be a starting quarterback. I don't believe it'll be in Denver, though. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, Shannon, I, I, look, I agree. Like, I don't think there's any doubt that he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks on the planet. I think that, in fairness to Russ, look, he didn't play as poorly last year as I think people are maybe portraying him to have played. I think here's where the rub is. He's made $266 million playing football, and he's due to make another $39 million this year to do nothing. So he's going to end up making, playing football, nearly $300 million by, by changing nothing if, if the Broncos end up cutting him. And why I say that, just for perspective, that will be the fourth most in terms of career earnings ever in the history of the National Football League. So I say that to say, why would Russell Wilson go to a place without the financial guarantee and security that the minute something goes poorly, that the team won't turn their back on them. And I just don't know that Pittsburgh is the spot to say, hey, we have totally turned the page on Kenny Pickett. You are the anointed starter right when you come in here. I just think there's so much risk for Russell Wilson to say, yeah, go ahead and, and pay me league minimum. And if things go poorly, you can no. just go ahead and turn on me. Like I, that's the part that I don't know. And I'm not questioning whether or not he loves football. I think he clearly loves football. Right. But the amount of humble pie and risk there, I just don't know that, that he'll go through it. Well, let me say this. Let, let, let me tell you where I'm at, Tim and, and Shannon, because you guys know better than me. I'm just going to give you, you know, that scribe opinion covering the media, being in the media for 30 years. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Russell Wilson clearly is one of the top 32 quarterbacks yeah. in the National Football League. Clearly, there are several teams that he can start from. We sit up there and we throw shade on him. I will remind everybody, he threw for 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I will remind everybody he's a Super Bowl champion, made two Super Bowl appearances, even though that play should have never been called to and given the beast mode at the half-yard line. Don't yeah. get me started with that. To me, that was the end of the Legion of Boom and everything that was going on mm -hmm. in Seattle. I can't believe that Darry Bevel and, 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 and Pete, Pete Carroll okayed that, even though some people say he audible than Russell Wilson made that call. I will say this to you guys. The man has never thrown more than 13 interceptions in the season. And he only did that once. Right. Every other season he's been in the NFL, Tim, Shannon, it's been 11 or less. The man doesn't turn the ball over much. So now I get where you're coming from, Tim, with the money, and I totally understand that, right? But what I'm saying to you is if you're Russell Wilson, you are a champion. If you still believe in yourself, you can't worry about what Tim just highlighted. I'm not saying you're wrong, Tim, by any stretch. I'm saying he can't be worried about that. You can ball or you can't. And when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, their roster ain't shabby. You got running backs. You got right. wide receivers. You got Frymouth at the tight end spot. On the defensive side of the ball, T.J. Watt's healthy. Fitzpatrick and those boys ready to roll. You got a team. They were in the playoffs this year. Right. With Kenny Pickett as their quarterback. With Mason Rudolph as their quarterback, okay? I'm looking at it from this perspective. If you got a guy like a Russell Wilson, 
who's not going to turn the football over, who still has the ability to extend plays, who can throw with accuracy, particularly with the deep ball. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, look, man, yeah, yeah, beggars can't be choosy. Look at what the hell you had. Look at what you've been working with. I mean, we can't be too picky here, okay? Now, now do I think that Russell w Wilson is the best thing since sliced bread with all the great quarterbacks in the National Football League right now, no. particularly in the NFC? No. But when I think about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm thinking about Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, within your division, you cannot go into next season with Kenny Pickett locked, you know, zeroed in as your likely starter. That just cannot happen. Mm -hmm. Me personally, it's a Justin Fields, it's a Kirk Cousins, it's a Russell Wilson. Right. Any of the three, and we know how I've, been, I've critiqued the Kirk Cousins in the postseason, but damn it, I throw a parade for them. I throw a <laughs> pick a pet to what they got. I don't Give me any of the three. Any of the three. You can't be choosy, and if you're Russell Wilson, to get back to the point with him that you was making, all I'm saying is this. Yeah, you made mm -hmm. your money. But you're a champion. And there were people that were chirping mm -hmm. about you for years. You go to Denver. And let's not completely absolve him. You know this. He went to Denver. And he was kind of feeling himself. Yes. And he was playing by his own rule. I'm, I'm just telling you what the, report, what the reports say, Tim. I don't cover the Denver Broncos. Please don't hold it against yeah. me. But when you listen to the reports, they were saying he arrived. He got the big contract. He got the bag. He came there as a Super Bowl champion. He was really feeling himself. And the rules were different for him. And then suddenly after Nathaniel Hackett is booted out and Sean Payton comes up in there, he lets you know it was a new day. So I get it. I understand it. But if you're Russell Wilson, you got to show up someplace that you can't be thinking about how mm -hmm. your legacy might look or whatever. Hell with that. It don't look great now. Right. It don't look great mm -hmm. now. It doesn't look great now, but listen, it could, it could actually end up looking worse because it could happen a second time. And you don't have the ability to say, like, hey, this team's not going to sit there and be like, no, we can't. Let's let him play through it. That's what I'm saying. And listen, he's tasted the sweet life, Stephen A. Like, you. You, you lined it out. Like, he was playing by different rules. Like Shannon knows yeah. it. Some guys, man, right. they get two lockers. Some guys yeah. get a. Some yeah. guys get an office. I wouldn't know He's anything about that. that. Let me tell you something. Hey, hey, league minimum guys, league minimum guys don't get that. League minimum guys don't get that leash. I, what I am saying is the risk is so significant because look, he could sign somewhere, go through everything, go through camp, go through everything. Three weeks in, playing poorly. Say he's in Pittsburgh. Now we're going back to picking. Right. Like right. that, that could happen. And it gives you a little perspective. Carson Wentz, who hasn't accomplished anything close to no. what Russell Wilson Russ. has. He's made $150 million playing football. Look, he was like, no, man, I'm going to wait until I see a better situation. And he didn't even sign anywhere until week 10, even though other teams did want to bring him in. So I just like the mindset changes at this point for Russell Wilson. Go Shannon. I, I, I agree with you, Tim. But when you look at it, the Patriots are available. Is Russell Wilson better than what they have in New England? Yes. Is he better than what they have currently on the roster now? Kirk Cousins having an Achilles injury. Could he be back? Maybe. But I don't think he's going to come back, right. especially at the dollar that he's going to want. But this is what we know about the NFL, Tim, is that once you get released, it's easier for other teams to release you because it's not out of the realm of possibility or probability that it happens. Even for a historically and a great player like Russ, who had the great numbers through the first 10 years, those numbers rival Peyton Manning and any other quarterback as far as touchdowns to interception and passing yards. But 
He didn't play well his first year. He played better his second year. But for whatever reason, he just did not mesh with Sean Payton. And I knew once I saw Sean Payton yell at him, I think it was Detroit. Uh, or it might have been Detroit when they, uh, the lineman jumped offside and he's yelling at Russ. I knew it was just a matter of time because I've never seen a, a coach excoriate a player of Russ's caliber at that position right, right. like Sean Payton did on that sideline. And so you knew it was just a matter of time. But you, as, as a champion for the Denver Broncos, I ask you this question, especially with Tim on the show with us watching right now. Mm-hmm. When you saw Sean Payton do that, yes. what my position was is, That ain't just about football. No. That was about a culture that he believed Russell Wilson stained or compromised by when he first arrived in Denver and how it went against, and both of you, I'm asking both of you this question, it went against what we customarily see on NFL teams. You don't see or hear about those kind of things from a quarterback coming into a situation. And so, and the reason I bring that up, guys, is because even though Sean Payton was wrong to do it, I was paying attention to the reason why he went against code in the NFL when he called out Nathaniel Hackett, who is now gone, and the offensive coordinator in in, in, the Jets. Jets. I was saying to everybody, wait a minute, I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying it's easy to point the finger at Sean Payton and say that was wrong to do. Given. Totally correct. But why would he do that when he's been associated with the NFL for decades and then all of a sudden out of the blue, you're going to call out a guy that's gone, that's gotten fired, or somebody that's a member of the coach of fraternity. It was something about him and Russell Wilson together that really graded Sean Payton's nerves. Am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong about that. It's kind of like, you know, like you do something and your grandmother is, is, is explaining it to your grandfather. And the more she tells him, the matter he got. It seems like to me, whatever transpired in that room, and I'm not going to get back into it sure. because everybody said I was wrong, but it came out, the reports came out where Shannon was absolutely right. right. And it seemed like when they explained to Sean Payton what was transpiring Russ's first year, right. the matter he got. Yes. And the matter he got at Russ, even though he wasn't around to have anything to do with it, he got matter and matter. He got matter and matter. And he expect this is why you lost. Gotcha. This is why I'm saying what I'm saying about Nathaniel Hackett. This is why I'm saying about the culture of the Denver Broncos. Got it. And he never forgave Russ for that. Got it. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I think both of you guys just nailed it. Look, look, the Band-Aid was ripped off, Stephen A., with, with the way Peyton was yelling at him. Shannon, exactly right. Once you're cut, easy to get cut again. Like, you're <laughs> just co-signing what somebody else did. Yes, like, right. that's exactly what happened. And that's why I think the idea of going somewhere else with no financial security and that being a possibility – Man, that's he got thirty-five million security. Hey, Tim, he got thirty-five million. He 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 from the team. No, no, no. Oh. He has that no matter what. Right. He has okay. that okay. no matter saying. what. But that's so, what we're so, saying. So what I'm saying. No, so right. So the embarrassment of a team that does not owe you any money of significance okay. to say, no, man, like we're gonna cut you too, because. Because Denver already ripped the Band-Aid off. And so, right, like, we go with we're on board right, also. Right, right. We Tim, we're going to find out what he's made of. We're going to find out what he's made of. You can play or you can't. Right. Great conversation. <laughs> humbling experience. Tim will be back with us. Let's keep it rolling. And in celebration of Black History Month, here's your trivia question today. Who's the only black head coach to win a D1 men's national title in their first season with the team? Find out that answer after this quick break. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Here's the answer to today's Black History Month trivia. Tubby Smith did it with Kentucky. He won the 1998 national title. They beat Utah in the title game. Tubby Smith spent a decade with Kentucky, reaching the tournament every single year. My goodness. Speaking of winners, ESPN removed Bronny James from the 2024 mock draft yesterday and now projects him to be selected in the second round of the 2025 draft. Bronny, who was once a top prospect, and months ago removed from suffering a cardiac arrest during the summer is averaging 5.5 points, 2.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists per outing across slightly more than 20 minutes per game in his 19 appearances for USC. His father, of course, LeBron James, hopped on social media and had this to say in now deleted messages saying, quote, can you all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball. The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. Y'all don't know. He doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. Okay. The team's back here with us. Uh, Stephen A., what do you make of LeBron's comments? That this is all his fault. All of it. Let me be very delicate. I'm not joking around. I'm not playing. Um, I'm going to be very serious. I have, obviously, I'm bi-coastal, and I'm out here a lot. Mm -hmm. I have never seen Bronny James play. I refuse. I have refused to have gone to a game. I have been waiting for him to get to the collegiate level because I think their family is absolutely beautiful. I think that LeBron James is an incredible role model. I think his wife, Savannah, is just spectacular on every level mm -hmm. um, as, 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 his, as his wife and the mother of his children. I think his kids have been fantastic. I think when you see their family unit, uh, it, it's a blessing. I yeah. think I, I, literally there have been times that I've thought about the Obamas and then I think about the LeBron James family because that's how impeccable they have been. Having said that, when we get to Bronny James, that kid has done nothing. The kid has done nothing but work hard, try to get on this game and all of this other stuff. Any attention that he's warranted has been because of his daddy. I want to play with my son. Mm -hmm. I want to stay here until my son gets to the NBA. Mm -hmm. We've seen interviews with Savannah, 
and LeBron, and they were asked about Bronny, what did she say? I just want my, my son to be healthy and happy. Right. LeBron, I want to be in the NBA. <laughs> That's what we want. It's not a crime in that. No. No crime in that whatsoever. You can want that. But when you're LeBron James and you've put the word out that you want to be with him and you've put the word out that you want to play with him and you've put the word out that you'll be willing to go to any NBA team that picks him up, knowing the power of LeBron James, how influential he can be, now you got to wonder what team would draft Bronny James just so they could get LeBron James at age 40 or 41, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, and the, the sheer fact that that question would be asked brings in the question, the legitimacy of Bronny, because now you've got people looking at LeBron James and wondering what kind of influence he will wield to manipulate his son landing in the NBA. That's LeBron. That's not Bronny. That's not USC. That's not the high school he was playing against. That's not some of his, his contemporaries, Bronny's contemporaries. That's not, that is LeBron James. LeBron did that. And so when you have a mock draft that's put out, what, they ain't supposed to do their job now? They do mock drafts every year. Mm -hmm. They've been doing it before Bronny James came along, and they're going to do it when he's gone. Every single year. He was a part of one. That's right. And, and he was a part of one. And now you're going to tweet. You're going to tweet, even though you delete. And please, I don't even it's know why people delete. It's it's Once it's there, it's yeah. there. Yeah. But you're going to tweet about folks needing to leave your son alone and letting him. You did that. LeBron is entirely and completely culpable for any kind of of critique coming in Bronny's direction at this juncture. And it's not wrong. I'm not saying it's a crime. I'm just saying own it. It's you. It's not, it's not the media. That's LeBron. I think some of this comes naturally, though. When LeBron James has a son that is talented at basketball, sure. naturally people are going to put expectations on it. I think LeBron James put some icing on the cake, yeah. right? But the truth of the matter is that coming from Sierra King, and he was averaging, what, like 13? Mm -hmm. He was projected to be, at that time in 2023, a first over, you know, a first round pick, right? He, these were based off of the talents that we saw from Bronny James at Sierra King and also him being 6'4", 220 or so, or however, how, how uh, you know, whatever his weight is. Like, people said, oh, this could be a real NBA prospect. I think prospect. the kid's got a lot of potential. Now, one, I don't think LeBron James should have deleted the tweet. To me, this was just about a father really you trying to reset the expectations right. on his son, considering a lot of people think that that Sierra King and Bronny, that trajectory should have been smooth. No, he had a serious life situation yes. in the middle of all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think when you see the draft and people are like, oh, you know, he was in the first one. He was not actually listed in the 2023 leading into mock draft. Now he was listed in this 2024 one, which people it's sort of got confused. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah, moving forward. Right. Oh, yeah, moving to 2025. Right. People are reacting to the fact that he's listed there where he was never listed because of the heart situation. Right. You know, so his life has taken, you know, a turn in the sense that on the court, he missed the biggest opportunity that all of us know going to the next level that summer from high school to college is right. so important. Right. He missed that. He had to come back and reacclimate himself. And now he's on a team averaging five points. Right. And they're second last in the Pac-12. Like this was not the plan. This was not the design. This is unfortunate circumstances. LeBron James created a lot of these expectations saying yeah. he wanted to play with or against, but the truth of the matter is a lot has happened to Bronny where people can't put that same expectation that LeBron James, he himself had when his son was on the Sierra King and trajectory to now. And I think that's the point 
That's the reason why he should have kept the tweet up. <laughs> having having a son, had have a son, I've always tempered expectations because when you're great, and I'm never as great as LeBron James, but LeBron James is great as great. The likelihood of your son being able to be what you were is not likely. We know a lot of professional athletes that have sons that have been historically great, and so we need to uh, temper expectations. But here's the thing. This is called blast radius. And LeBron James, his son, you know what they talk about, how you talk about you? Nobody has tweeted about, talked about more social media-wise than LeBron James. That's so his son was going to get some of that. But here's where LeBron is culpable. LeBron tweeted something that says his son is as good as some current NBA players now. He said that. It's the same thing that we did with LeVar Ball. When LeVar Ball said his son Lonzo was better than Steph Curry, you had him on, we've had him on the whole show that I was on. Bro, are you serious? You couldn't pick any other NBA player. You said Steph Curry? You said Russell Westbrook? You're talking about MVP. You ain't just talking about the, uh, the 12th guy at the end of the bench, even though the 12th guy at the end of the bench will light up anybody right. at the YMCA and most right. players in the NBA. Right. But, and so when you do that, you know people are all – Stephen A., you know how this thing works, uh, Shanae. They're always looking. At, See, I told you. Mm -hmm. I thought you said it was all this. Right. The, man, the mere fact that he's even playing college basketball should be commended, should be applauded. That's right. The man had a very, very right. serious heart right. complication. Right. And now he's playing. He's averaging five. So let him come back. Let's see what he does when he gets a full mm -hmm. training camp up under his belt. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have all – he's on a minutes restriction. Mm -hmm. and, he, and they're able to turn him loose. Right. Let's see what it can be. But, but again, you're right. There's nothing to disagree with what either of you said. But that's not the biggest point of this story. See, show me where the criticism has been for Bronny James. It hasn't been. No. We all know that he had a health scare, and thank God he's okay. Yes. We all have seen him play from a standpoint of recognizing that there's potential there. You understand what I'm saying? He's got a chance. Right. Right? But considering how powerful, how influential, and how phenomenal and great LeBron James has been throughout his career, you would think you would hear more about Bronny James. You have not. There are people. Believe it or not, in this indecent society that we're living in in this day and age, there are an enormous amount of people who have displayed incredible decency when it's come to Bronny James because they know who his dad is. Right. And yeah. they know how unfair the expectations were. For sure. And then you see LeBron James coming out. And LeBron is tweeting. And LeBron is saying this or saying this or saying that. He did it. And so when you put up a tweet, first of all, you shouldn't have put up the tweet. Secondly, if you're going to put up the tweet, keep it up. So That's you were wrong to put it up, and then you were wrong to take it down. <laughs> and on, instead of owning it, LeBron is trying to pass the buck respectfully in this regard. He is passing the buck off at the media for something he has done. Nobody. I don't know of anybody. That has literally been inundated. Bronny James, you don't see him doing any interviews. You don't see people bothering him. Right. You don't see, you see, he's walking, he's at the games, he's walking the streets, he's going to the high yeah. school games, he's going to college, he's going to football games. People are not bothering him. This is LeBron. You did this. So guess what? Dial it back, which is what people were saying LeBron James should have done. Earlier. Ain't no dialing back. He LeBron James Jr. <laughs> Ain't no dialing back. Now I'm talking about LeBron. Yeah, well, right. I'm talking hey, about LeBron James. himself. Dialing it back.
Purple Rain. We, we got we to wrap this party up. Okay. But great discussion. And don't forget, Stephen A., and of course, Janae, you know about this, NBA countdown right before. LeBron will be playing the Clippers tomorrow night. That, of course, yeah, yeah. is that. Are you going to okay. be available to go to that you, game you or the Lakers you record isn't good enough yet? I don't do Clippers. You don't do Clippers. Oh, I don't do Clippers. Like, but you do Lakers. Sense, but you do Lakers. Yeah, right. So you protest. Are the Lakers playing? Lakers. Are the Lakers playing? You, you don't do Clippers, oh, but you, you do scared? Memphis? Are you scared? Because now, are, like, the Is that a Lakers home game? You scared of the Clippers? I think so. No, it's not. It's a Clippers home game. You scared of the Clippers? You know that's a Lakers home You scared of the Clippers? We own the Clippers. We run LA. Are you ready for this? Clippers going to bust their ass tomorrow night. You know you what? I'm just, saying, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, tomorrow night. I'm not talking about that later hey, on anybody, because the Lakers already beat them. But tomorrow night, Clippers going to get at them. Watch, watch what Goat does. Watch what Goat does. Watch what Goat James. Okay. Okay. Right, Father solidifies what we already know. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. okay. We're, going, okay. we're going to break. Shannon, get, get your photographer together so you guys can take your Easter picture now. Get that all set before <laughs> things get going. All right? You know? Get everything ready. Shine your shoes. Get it all good. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Here's the deal. According to our Adam Schefter, yesterday was an interesting day for running backs across the league, a position that has been slighted in many respects over the past few years. No franchise tags are coming for running backs this offseason. Saquon Parkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, all tagged last year, not expected to be tagged again this year. Barkley is the oldest at 27, so a very young group of electric running backs will be available in free agency. All right, S.A., you're up first. Is the running back position being disrespected? Totally. I've said that months ago, and I'll say it again. I mean, when you think about what's asked of them, mm -hmm. um, and, and then you've got them. And listen, you've got cats catching the football out of the backfield. That doesn't change the fact that you're a running back. <laughs> Obviously, you're running with the football as well. You're blocking from the backfield position at times to protect the quarterback. You're asked to do a lot of things that most dudes are not asked to do. Correct. And so when you look at it from that perspective, my issue, Shannon, is this. When you're looking at somebody's birth certificate, not their stats, not their results, not even their durability, nothing. 
you're literally looking at their birth certificate as justification for not investing in them. Mm -hmm. I think that's cruel. I think that's a situation that's different than any other NFL player. And I personally believe that the running back position should be allowed to enter the NFL a couple, at least a year or two mm -hmm. earlier so they can have an opportunity to get more of the bag since their age is what's being held against them. Right. That's my personal belief. And it's until, to me, until that changes, I'm going to always say they're being disrespected and screwed over, especially Austin Eckler and definitely uh, Derrick Henry. Right. Guys like him, oh, my Lord, these guys deserve to be paid. I think what happened with Stephen A is that when they gave the big contracts, they gave the guy the big money to Zeke. Okay. And Zeke was never the same running back. This we true. saw Christian McCaffrey. He got the big contract. DeMarco and then, Murray. DeMarco Murray. He got hurt. And then see, Mike got hurt. Yep. Now, he's been healthy since. He's gone to, uh, obviously, in the 49ers. And so they're looking at, like, okay, we invest that kind of money. And the guy's getting 300 touches. Let's say three. This is just a conservative. Right. be 300 touches a year. Right. How much value? So we give a guy $80 million, $90 million. We can only hope to get one to two years out of it. Okay. But see, the thing is, is that they run you in the ground right. on your rookie contract. Right. And then they tell you, well, we can't pay you on the next contract. Exactly. Because that's what they do. They run you into the ground on your rookie contract, and then they're ready to move on or they're franchise you. And they say, well, let me squeeze one more, one more year where we get 300 touches on your body, and then we're going to disregard uh, dis discard you. I just think the thing is, like the guys when they held out last year, uh, Saquon held out and then he comes back with no guarantee they wouldn't uh, franchise him again. Josh Jacobs, the exact same thing. It's just, it's tough. They're in a very tough position because the money was never guaranteed. It's not like an NBA player. It's not like an MLB player right. where they have guaranteed money. So if you don't play, you don't make money. And so those guys got to get out there, and sometimes they take less than what they're actually worth. But I guess what I'm saying to you this, Shannon, is two, to me there's two solutions. Either one, you let them come into the league earlier, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, number two, you limit the amount of their workload during their rookie contract. Oh, you're no. not going to do that. Do I'm that. Saying, I'm, I'm, of course you're not going to do that yeah. because you're going to utilize the assets that you have available on your team yes. to the max. I get that part. I'm just using it to crystallize how unfair oh, for sure. the running backs are treated. When that, If I can sit up there and look at you and say, well, you know what? You want a three-year deal. You're about 29 years of age now. You want it until you're 32 years of age. I'm not. And that's the only excuse that I need mm -hmm. in order to justify shortchanging you. That is unfair, and I think that that has to be rectified to some capacity. So my suggestion, again, was to let them come out of college earlier into the National Football right. League, the running back position. I think that should be allowed. You, you use hey, the term Shannon. fair. You have been fair, to the fair? No, no, fair is a place where they judge pigs. Yeah, they, they ride the merry-go-round, eat cotton candy. This is a business right here. That's right. And the NFL owners, and the NFL owners, are, they they. they Come out with a way to figure it out. Like, you know what? And because the running back, because the quarterback, and they put all the emphasis on the quarterback, all the rules are to protect who? The quarterback. Okay. Punish the running back. Y'all do whatever you want to do to that's him. That's right. Exactly. Uh, you hit him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And that's the thing. That's the thing. This is the thing. You're going out of your way to protect the quarterback, yeah. but Excuse the quarterbacks me. are more detrimental to the building of a team because they compromise the cat more than anybody because yeah. yeah. of the money they demand. But they're saying the hey, quarterback Steve. is – go ahead. Excuse me. Yes, Molly. Hey. Hey, could I ask a question? Since sure. I have a Hall of Famer on the show, I'm yes. a big Giants fan. 
and it was a really rough season. Like, what yeah. the heck's going to happen now? So we're not going to have Saquon, Daniel Jones dealing with in- – like, what's the deal? What's the deal here? Y'all going to be bad? Y'all going to be bad? <laughs> y'all going to be you know really bad because question. if you got a decent qu- – look, look, look at what Christian McCaffrey was able to do. With, with help Brock Purdy. We can hand the ball off, and now we play action off of that. And Brandon Ayuk, and we get Debo, and we get George Kittle running scot-free because of that number 23 is able to run the ball down the hill. We can throw it to him. He's a three-down back. A lot of these guys, now Saquon is a three-down back, but a lot of these guys, they aren't three-down backs. They don't, they're not used in that capacity. Some of these guys come out on third down. Some of these guys come out on short yardage, but not Christian McCaffrey. He's a guy that can, even with his size, now, Derrick Henry is a different animal. I think the thing is people looking at Derrick Henry and say, man, he kind of runs the contact. How many more years does he have? But in? he keeps showing it. He keeps showing us. He keeps showing us. Derrick Henry is a freak of You ain't got to convince me, but I'm saying the guy that, that's cutting the checks, that's what they're saying. Yeah. They, don't want, they don't want the car to break down on the road on, on their, their watch. watch. On their watch. Yeah, yeah that, that's all I'm well, saying. We know that. that's, but, every, that's every line of yeah, business. That, and, and that's it. So yeah. you know what? I'm going to get rid of them a year early as opposed to a year late. 